0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tennis Fan List podcast. Uh, The Masters 1000 series is back on the ATP Tour, so Marcus and I are going to be diving into Indian Wells uh, this evening, um, as it is ongoing. Uh, Marcus, how are you doing? Thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, very well, thanks. Good to be watching this Desert Classic in Indian Wells. Um, Yeah, always a tournament that I've been quite fond of, usually the first Masters of the year. Obviously, not that this time around, Um, but yeah, no, it's going to be a good watch. And I can tell the the momentum's just building in the early rounds.
0: Um, Yeah, Marcus made a good point there. Um, Normally, this being the first uh, Masters tournament of the year, and it's been a long time since we had it. It wasn't on at all last year. Um, Dominic team winning it beginning of 2019. Or, well, it's not... I think it's March normally, isn't it? I think um, beating, uh, I believe, uh, Roger Federer in the final. I think it was. Um, that feels like an age ago. Um, but Indian Wells is on this year, of course. So slightly different time. Um, We'll go through some of the matches that have happened uh, at the moment. We're just beginning the third round of the tournament, a couple of matches in progress, but we're going to look at the, the biggest matches from the second round. And, and there's no other place to start really than with uh, the, the former British number one, Andy Murray, uh, coming back from a set down uh, against the 30th seed, Carlos Alcaraz, and, um, An absolutely fantastic performance from the 34-year-old Andy Murray. Um, You know, in the last few weeks alone, he's beaten, uh, if I read out a few names here, going up the rankings, he's beaten Dennis Cudler at 95, uh, Vasek Pospisil at 66, Manorino 51, uh, Alcaraz now 38, and then Umber a couple of weeks ago at 26. So anyone doubting that Andy Murray can't be returning to the top 100 and maybe even the top 50, I, I think it's really got to look at him now and, and see how well he's playing. I think uh, just a tremendous win for Andy Murray against a really in-form 18-year-old uh, who's having a fantastic year.
1: Yeah, a true grinder. I think um, we all thought that about Andy Murray when he was able to to get to his peak and, and make his way to the, to the top of, of the ATP rankings. Of course, that real pinnacle for him was making world number one. It's a bit like that again, but at a much restricted level. Um, the, the, the characteristics are still there with Murray. I, even in this match, I think, he even he'd admit he didn't play his best tennis. And Carlos Alcaraz is clearly the better player at the moment. Um, but tactics-wise, Murray mentally was all over Alcaraz. Um, just putting the ball on his backhand and... Alcaraz couldn't deal with it. He got found out. Uh, Murray worked him out, not through great shots, not through great physicality, literally just pure placement and, and tactics. And even though that that last set, he runs away with it, 6-2, I think, was a lot closer than that. Alcaraz was in every game. Um, lots, of, I think the Spaniard will learn a lot after this match. It's great to see from Murray. Hopefully, you know, he can get back into the top 100 before the end of the year. But apart from that, I think, this will be a match that Alcaraz learns a lot from. Um, he didn't play too badly. It was just uh, Murray's point construction, asked all the questions that he needed to. And then at the end of the match, Alcaraz didn't have the answers. Uh, so Murray comes through here. I'm, I'm not as enthused about the performance as maybe the scoreline suggests, but it just shows the, the intelligence of, of Andy Murray and how he was able to, how, how he must be pain free because as Ryan relied on a lot of defensive work in, in this match. But no, an epic win nonetheless and, and good to see him kicking on in Indian Wells.
0: Yeah, well, you say hopefully Murray in the top 100 uh, by the end of the year. I would suspect it's probably by the end of the tournament. He's 121st in the world at the moment. Um, and I would think getting to a, a one Masters 1000 third round at, down at that level is enough to get into top 100. Not not 100%. He might just miss out. Um but, yeah, just fantastic. You know, he um, was actually a break ahead in that first set that he lost. Uh, and Alcaraz came back to break him twice and take it seven five. So, even more impressive that Murray was just able to get over that hurdle, not let it get in his head at all. And um, just really, really fantastic um, from Andy Murray. And he, in the next round, uh, but I think tonight, uh, we'll preview this match later on, We'll will face third seed in form Alexander Zverev, who, who got for a real tough test in his second match, uh, second round match, sorry, uh, against the 20-year-old uh, Jensen Brooksby, a new name really, uh, really come of uh, come up into the spotlight over the last few months. Um, had some brilliant wins on tour, um, and and got a set off Zverev. Um, He uh, was broken in the first game of the first set at Brooksby and and was unable to break back after that despite having break points. Uh, The same thing happened in the second set, getting broken in the first game, but this time was able to to get over that hurdle, break back, and and then go on to win the second set. Um, Zverev did race to a 5 love lead in the third set and I think in the end did run away with it. I think Brooksby... Did just run out of steam a little bit, uh, the, the world number 79. But, um, he looks really exciting, Marcus. Uh, you know, he's very his playing some fantastic tennis. Uh, we su- saw before the US Open at um, the Olympics, and uh, I think it was also a Masters tournament. Uh, before the US, he won, was it? Um, yeah, you, you might be able to comment on that. Um, and, and had a brilliant US Open as well. So, yeah, Jensen Bricksby, a player who uh really really excited about and and gave Zverev a real run for his money here
1: yeah definitely a really positive performance Brooksby of course sort of shocking everyone winning that first set against Djokovic 6-1 at the US Open showed what he was capable of um but yeah Zverev was able to work him out I think we've definitely seen a lot more consistency from Alexander Zverev this year than than any year since he won the uh, ATP tour final uh, tour finals I'd say you know he's got to the fourth round or further in every Grand Slam, Um I think, maybe even the... I, I know he went out in the fourth round at Wimbledon, and apart from that, he got he got further, at least into the last eight in every other slam. So he's definitely coming of age at, at 24. And I think this is a match that a couple of years ago, he, he could have ended up losing, sort of losing it mentally. He's clearly um staying level-headed a, a lot more than he was a few years ago. So, yeah, positives for Zverev, also positives for Brooksby um 79 in the world he's had a great year and uh yeah it's a very very welcome graduation from the challenger tour to the atp tour i'm I'm sure brooksby's here to stay but yeah it was it was a good match this one
0: yeah when we're doing our end of year sort of shows and and talking about prospects of next year and setting the targets for them of where they can get to i'm I'm sure jensen brooksby will be a, a a prominent feature on those uh in those discussions um Medvedev and Sitsipas are the, the first and second seed at this event, with uh, Djokovic choosing not to play Indian Wells. Said that he wanted a, a little bit more time to recover from a disappointment of the US Open. Medvedev and Sitsipas both have played one match um so far, both routine team wins. Medvedev coming through 6-4-6-2 against Mackenzie McDonald and Sitsipas coming through 6-2-6-4 against uh Pedro. Martinez, uh, four seed Andre Rublev, also coming through quite routinely uh, in straight sets against uh, Spain's Taberna. Um, One other sort of second round match, just to uh, highlight: uh, Dan Evans, the current British number one. I all know has Norrie gone over him? Uh, No, uh, only in the race. Yeah, no, Evans is still number one. Uh, Norrie must be hot on his heels now. Evans lost the first set to Kay Nishikori, but came back to win in three sets. Nishikori not seeded uh, this tournament, but I do think uh, before this match it was one that would have been really hard to call. Nishikori does like the the US hard courts, brilliant results on them, and and as you pointed out, I think on the last pod or the, possibly the one before, he's he's had quite a good year, Nishikori. Um, considering the injury problems he, he has had, um, Evans. Failed uh, to uh, get the well as I say, he lost the first set. Um, he saved four set points in it, but but still lost. He trailed uh, Nishikori three one in the head to head coming into this match. So after losing that first set and, and having that head to head record, really impressive for Dan Evans. He is currently four one down in the first set to um the I think eleventh seed eleventh seed Diego Schwartzman. Um, but nevertheless, uh, a, a solid win for Evans. Uh, impressive to, to beat Kay Nishikori. Uh, a, a word on that win, Marcus?
1: Yeah, Nishikori only really losing to decent players this year. So I think Dan Evans will be happy to be involved in that list. Um, it's a slow hardcourt, this one. So I think that suited Nishikori a bit more than Evans, which which I think speaks even more to how much of an impressive win it was. Um as we'll talk later on, just with the slow nature of these courts, is why I'm expecting Diego Schwartzman and Casper Ruud to uh, to go a little deeper than maybe we expected uh, at the beginning of the week. But yeah, Dan Evans, hopefully he can he can replicate it tonight against Schwartzman. But a good win against Nishikori, yeah.
0: Okay, well now we're going to sort of take the the best sort of few matches out of the uh, sec, uh, the the whatever, the third round now. Uh, and, and, and look at them in more detail. So I think the, the biggest one really uh, has to be Alexander Zverev against Andy Murray. And, and what's interesting, is Zverev's never beaten Andy Murray. They've played twice, 2-0 uh, to Murray. And I think what's even more interesting is one of those wins for Murray does come post-injury problems. It was last year in Cincinnati. Uh, so still, you know, post-pandemic as well, it... it, it um. Murray has beaten Zverev in, in this sort of uh, situation before, when when he's come in with not a lot of match play. Uh, in fact, he's probably got more match play now than he would have done at that point, uh, if I'm just trying to cast my memory back. So uh, a, a very good record for Andy Murray to have against Zverev. The other wing came uh, 2016, Australian Open, so obviously that a uh, little bit different. Um, but... um. Obviously, you'd have to say that Zverev is is favourite here, um, but considering he's never beaten Andy Murray, you, you've got to give Murray a chance.
1: Yeah, definitely, you can never rule him out. Um, I, I do think Zverev is is worthy heavy favourite here. As I said, with the the, the scoreline flattered Murray a, a little bit against Carlos Alcaraz, Alcaraz was, was digging his own holes. Um, I don't think that will wash against them. I think the match will be f- so physical. I can't see Murray being able to keep up with the the intensity of, of the rallies and the power that's going to be coming from the other side of the net. So, yeah, it is Andy Murray. You know, he's, he's 34, not 38. So I think we can't write him off yet. Um, and he's picked up some good wins lately. You know, he pushed it surpassed five sets at the US Open. Why can't he? Beats Zverev, I think he won their last meeting at the Cincinnati Masters last year as well. So that was post-hip operation. Um, so, yeah, I think Verev should easily win straight sets quite comfortably.
0: Yeah, no, as, as, as we both pointed out there, um, that win in Cincinnati coming post-injury problems. Um Second match to look at. Uh, well, the one that I had written down uh, is actually already started, so we'll move on and we'll come back to Dan Evans, Schwartzman a little bit later on. Um, another one that I picked out. Um, this one, little bit of interest uh, in in the race to Turin rankings. Of course, the the top eight players qualifying for the ATP Tour finals. Nadal's not going to be there, so uh, it's going to go down to top nine. As Nadal will will still finish in that top ten. Um, you've got 10th in the race at the moment, uh, so just need those points to squeeze into that nine, as Yannick Sinner uh, he'll be facing John Isner um, interestingly, Isner one of just two men in this draw uh, to ever make a final at Indian Wells the other being Andy Murray and they were way back uh, in I think something like 2011 was Murray and 2013 was Isner, and um, since then, all of the finalists, uh, Indian Wells, not present this year, um, but a, an interesting match for Sinner. You know, he's been playing well since the, the U.S. Open. Uh, backed his title up in Sofia the other week. Um, does trail one love in a head-to-head with Isner that coming uh, at Cincinnati earlier this year? But uh, I, I think it's a match that, although Isner really does like the hard courts in in his home country, the U.S., you do see him having. Uh, good runs at tournaments, of course. As I say, he's made the final here before. Um, but I do think this is a match that you, you think Sina really would want to win. Uh, being 10th in that race, every point really counts. And, and it'll be massive for him to make the, the finals at the end of the year at such a young age. Um, you you think he, he goes in as favourite against John Isner?
1: Yeah, he should do. Still got a massive uphill task to try and get in the ATP Tour Finals. There's quite a little... Bit of a points gap, I think, between him at 10 and, and maybe whoever's on on nine. Yeah, as long as John Isner's not firing like he does at Atlanta, I don't think Sinner should have too many problems in this match. Um, similarly to talking about Zverev and Murray, when you look at how much of the court one of the players is going to cover compared to the other one, it, it's no real battle. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I'd be disappointed if, if Sinner's pushed here. Obviously, when, when John's on a good day, it's, it's a really difficult match. But I expect Sinner to take care of his own serve and, and hopefully carve out a few opportunities and yeah straight sets to Sinner again for me.
0: Yeah, I think um, I, I would agree with you on that. However, I'm, I'm, I'm always very aware in these sorts of tournaments. Uh, I, I wouldn't be very surprised if I wake up tomorrow morning for work and see that Isner's won it in two tie breaks or something. If he gets his serve firing, as you point out, it's a slightly slower court, so that might work in Sinner's favour uh, a little bit. Uh, next match, have a look at uh, ninth seed Denis Shapovalov against nineteenth uh, seed Aslan Karatsev. Both of these uh, are, are outside shots to get into the ATP Tour final. Shapovalov probably a little bit far off now; he's fifteen in the race. Karatsev at twelve. Again, it is looking a bit of a long shot, but um, you know, draws open up. He's he, getting to the semi-final, the Australian Open ranked outside the 200 is a much more of a bigger surprise, I think, than than if he was to make the the ATP Tour Finals from this point. So uh, he would really cherish the points against Shapovalov. It's their first uh, meeting. Uh, Kratsev really on fire, actually, uh, in his first match. Only dropped two games to Salvatore Caruso. Shapovalov... Uh, was a benefactor of a retirement from compatriot Vasek Pospisil. Uh, for this one, I reckon uh, Karatsev will win it in three sets. What do you reckon, Marcus?
1: Fair enough. It's a, it's a tough one. I think, obviously, chapeau had the bye first round. Karatsev absolutely hammered someone in the second round. He had a bye as well, I think. Uh, but six loves six-two in, in the second round. And then, yeah, obviously, chapeau with the Pospisil retirement, whether that works for him. Or not now. Weighing it up, considering Karatsev hasn't had that much time on court either. It's it's going to be a close one. I, I definitely agree with you. Three sets. Karatsev's had a slow second half of the year, but we all know how inconsistent Denis Shapovalov can be, especially since making that Wimbledon semi final. So it's a tricky one. I am going to lean towards Karatsev, although I did go Denis Shapovalov on te, uh, TennisDrawChallenge.com, but I am going to contradict myself and agree with you, Karatsev in three. Yet yeah, that player Karatsev uh,
0: won. Uh, only lost two games to Salvatore Caruso, as I mentioned, uh, and Pospisil uh, being the player that withdrew against Chapovalov, um, as we both mentioned there. Um, okay, uh, the other matches we were we were going to look at are in progress. Um, dear Schwartzman against Dan Evans, as I mentioned, Schwartzman leads four uh, two with, with a break. Um, and another really interesting match, Casper Rude, the very informed Casper uh facing the 26 seed Lloyd Harris, uh, two young guns there, uh, 22 and 24 years old, Rude, with the the one love lead on the head-to-head. I've gone for Lloyd Harris to actually make the semi-final of this tournament. In a bit of a risk, uh, I like how the draw opens up for him. but I, I still think he's going to do it. If I'm looking at the the quarter. He's uh, actually the lowest, oh, other than Tommy Paul, he's the, uh, the lowest-ranked player in that quarter, but um, I'm backing him to beat Rude tonight. Uh, then Schwarzman or Evans, the winner of that, and then the uh, winner of the other quarter, which uh, involves uh, Andre Rublev, Cameron Norrie, Bautista Gu. Uh So, yeah, backing Harris all the way. It's free all as we speak. He's got Rude. 30 all on, on Rude's serve. So he's going to break here. So I'm going to pass to Marcus
1: and I'll start celebrating when Harris Harris breaks. I'm not as hot on Harris as you. Uh, as you well know, I think that's been one of the themes of, of uh, predictions this year. Maybe me on Basil really a bit more than you and you on Lloyd Harris a little bit more than me. Uh, I think Rude can have him. He was so impressive in San Diego. Uh, I think Rude's going to beat Lloyd Harris, even if he does get broken in this game as we record.
0: Yeah, well, Harris, uh, a very convincing 6-3 win in his first match over Davinovic, Vekina or ADF. Um, so yeah, it's still thirty-all. They're obviously in a very long rally at the moment. Uh, so I'll cast my eyes away from that for the moment. Um, let's just sort of talk about a few sort of picks as we as we go forward. And obviously, it's hard with. Games, uh, matches, sorry, uh, underway. Uh, I, I have sort of gone kind of boring for my final. I've gone the first seed against the second seed. Medvedev sits past. And I've got Medvedev to win it. Just think, post-us uh, US open, sorry. Uh, he, he'll just be full of confidence. He is a form player as well. Medvedev, of course, I remember a couple of years ago, um, won, I think, back-to-back Masters around this time of the year, ahead of that US Open final. But he lost to uh Rafael Nadal, I recall, as uh, uh, Harris has got breakpoint on the rude serve. Um, I also had Carlos Alcaraz to make the semi, uh, so, so that is wrong. Um, I would probably say that the winner of Murray's, Berev, uh, you know, is maybe favourite in that bit, or, or a player we haven't mentioned actually, uh, Matteo Berrettini he hasn't played an awful lot. Since uh, Wimbledon, but did have a, a decent US Open. I think I recall. I can't actually remember uh, how far he got, but I, I, I want to say he had a decent one uh, he, he got through his first match. Uh, will face Taylor Fritz next. Uh, a, t- a tough match for him. Yeah, for me, I, I can't really see anyone that's stopping Medvedev or Sitsipas. I think they got quite a nice, uh, quite nice draws to be honest. Um, Medvedev potential match uh, against Riley Opelka. Uh, in the next round, if they get through their respective matches, that could be a real test, you know, if Opel finds that serve, uh, that the form of Medvedev is, is almost irrelevant. But uh, yeah, um, other than my Lloyd Harris and Carlos Alcrest picks to the semis, uh, which were quite out there picks, um, I, I can't really go with too much else other than, than the Medvedev hits pass final.
1: Yeah, it's the same with me. Um, I, I got Sinner to make the semi-final. Obviously, I had Alcaraz. The quarter-finals, I went quite big on him as you did, uh, and then I've got Andre Rublev to, to play Medvedev in the other semi-final. I've got Erkach and Kasparud to make the quarters as well. So just one of my quarter-finalists is out at the moment. Um, yeah, as you say, Daniil Medvedev against Riley Opelka. Opelka beat him in St. Petersburg last uh, last year, um, so maybe I'll take a little bit of confidence from that match. But yeah, I think. Medvedev and Tsitsipas remain the sort of front runners. Rublev hasn't been able to back up his form from last year, although he did look good uh, in his in his uh, second round match yesterday. Uh, but for me, yeah, I think Medvedev and Tsitsipas are probably head and shoulders above the rest unless Alexander Zverev can, can show up in a big way.
0: Or Fabio Fanini can uh, knock Tsitsipas out of the ball. You never know. It is Fanini. Unfortunately, Harris uh, not successful this time at breaking the Rude serve. But uh, you know, when you're listening to this, you will know that uh, Rude is a fourth rounder at the Indian. Not Rude, Harris. Yeah, I messed my words up there. Lloyd Harris is going to win that match. Make no mistake. Uh, We just wanted to do a a word at the end on the women's. Of course, Uh, Emma Raducanu, British number one. U.S. Open champion at just 18, uh, Sports Personality of the Year winner already, forecasted uh, as as yet yeah, as, as as we all know. Um, she unfortunately lost her um, first match back since the U.S. Open, uh, 6-2, 6-4 to Sasnovich of Belarus, I believe. Um, Sasnovich actually a former top 30 player herself, and she's gone on to be. Uh, Simona Halep seven five six four uh, in her next round match, uh, and before the match against Radicanu in the second rounds, because uh, Radicanu had a bye, she only dropped four games in her first round. Sasnovich, so you know, a disappointing loss for Radikarnu to to come out of that U.S. Open uh, and and lose your first match back, but Sasnovich is definitely backing up the the win uh, she got as a rank next in the next round. So I, I don't think it's something that Radicanu should be worried about. I think we all know that backing up the US Open win is in some ways going to be harder than the actual winning of the US Open was. Um, but yeah, a, a, a word on that, Marcus.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really concerned after the result. I think she still never won an ATP, um, sorry, WTA tour match, um, which was the case going into the US Open, which is quite mind-blowing. Uh, yeah, Sasnovic, it's a poor loss in terms of the rankings, but I can't say I know too much about Sastavich to be honest, but after she's gone on and, and beaten Halep, that makes me even less worried. It sort of justifies the win a bit more. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feel pretty certain Radikani going to come good, going to get back to that US Open form at some point. It's just, it didn't work out the other night. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried On to the next one. Yeah.
0: As, as I mentioned, Sastavich, uh, a former top 30 player. So um you know, has, has has definitely got the quality there, and, and that win against Simona Halep, uh, really, really good. Um, of course, uh, I think that pretty much can concludes uh, this podcast. Um, I can can go back to watching the score of of Harris Rude, or I might actually get it up. Uh, it's still got a week, so that might be a, some evening entertainment watching Lloyd Harris to defeat Casper. Rude. Uh, Marcus, thank you very much for joining me.
1: No problem. Um, you're going to be able to get to sleep tonight, staying up thinking about Lloyd Harris. But uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for having me on. Good fun as always. Enjoy the tennis, guys.